The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. So today we are in part two of our series on Sozo. And last week, we, we looked at part one and we explained that the concept of sozo, which is wholeness, if you will, is it's, it's a fundamental concept for you to have a meaningful understanding of your Christianity and to have a meaningful work with God. You need to understand the concept of sozo. So we are going to start with Isaiah 35, like we did last week. And in verse 3, the Word of God says, Isaiah 35, verse 3, with this news, strengthen those who have tired hands. Encourage those who have weak knees. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong and do not fear. Everyone say, do not fear. For your God is coming to destroy your enemies. He is coming to save you. Hallelujah. And we explain that the concept of salvation and saving is is replete in scriptures from from the beginning to the end of scriptures. You know, the concept of, of, of salvation is consistent. Man always gets into trouble. Man always gets into trouble. And we need a savior. The first trouble man got into was the trouble of disobedience to God, and you can call that sin. And Jesus came to save us from sin, from the penalty of sin, the pollution of sin, from the power of sin. And we see that if you look at the life of everyone that worked with God, God had to come in and deliver, come in and save, come in and free, come in and snatch. By the time we get to the New Testament, and Jesus came, he brought everything together, the different components of it, together into one package. In Acts of the Apostles, chapter 4, from part 1 of the series from last week, we read the full details, but we'll just go straight to the account of Peter in verse 8 when he responded. And Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of our people, are, you being, are we being questioned today because we have done a good deed to, for a crippled man. Do you want to know how he was healed? You want to know? We'll tell you. Let me clearly state to all of you and to all the people of Israel that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, the man you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. For Jesus is the one referred to in scriptures where it says, the stone that you builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. 
There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. So we see Peter explaining and saying, this man was healed. And there is salvation in no other name. There is no other name under heaven by which you must be saved. So we, we see Peter, in other words, saying, Sozo, salvation, healing, to be saved, means the same thing, one word, sozo. In that passage of scripture, in Act 4, Peter was using the same word interchangeably. He was saying he was healed, sozo. He was saved, sozo. Salvation, sozo. So salvation, healing, to be saved, to be delivered, is the same word. It's the same package. So in other words, the full spectrum of, of salvation, sozo, the full spectrum is to be saved, to be kept, to be preserved, to deliver from all kinds of peril, even physical peril, to be delivered. When we have people that maybe armed robbers come to their houses and they pray to God, they need to be delivered. And guess what? That situation is covered under sozo. That deliverance has been paid for to be rescued, to be set free or released, to redeem, to buy back, to pay a ransom for, to restore, to keep, and, to keep safe and sound, and to heal, to make whole. When we embrace the fullness of what was done for us on the cross of Calvary, we begin to walk in the reality of the full spectrum. You know, you can't worship God effectively if you don't appreciate the cross of Calvary. You can't serve God effectively if you don't understand and appreciate what happened on the cross of Calvary. We can't even begin to walk with God meaningfully if you don't experience the cross. You see, I know some believers would say that we should live a crucified life. We should live a crucified life. So every time they are being crucified. But I think God wants us, yes, to be crucified with Christ by embracing him. But God wants us to go beyond that and live a resurrected life. Because it was, it was not, it didn't stay on the cross, it was resurrected. He wants us to live a resurrected life. So what God wants is for us to look back at the cross and embrace the work that was done on the cross of Calvary. There's a song, um, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross. And 
on which the prince of glory died. My richest gain I count but loss. And I pour contempt on all my pride. The second verse says, Forbid it, Lord, that I should boast. Save in the death of Christ my God. All the vain things that charm me most, I sacrifice them through his blood. And if the fourth stanza says, where the whole realm of nature mine, that were a present far too small, love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, and my all. When I saw the wondrous cross, Content on my pride for being Lord that I For God to shed his blood again, we are looking at the cross from a place of victory. That's why in Isaiah 53, Isaiah was saying, by his wounds we are healed because they need to project themselves into the present. And of course, you know, Peter would say, by his stripes we were healed. Huge difference. Isaiah was in the old covenant. He was looking towards the cross. Peter was in the new covenant. He was looking back at the cross. Praise the name of the Lord. So Isaiah would say, by the wounds of Jesus, we are healed. He's claiming it. She's claiming it. Peter would say, by the wounds of Jesus, we were healed. 
huge difference. And the same many concepts of the cross eludes us because, as we will see, we don't fully understand it. But today I'm praying that God will open our understanding in Jesus' name. When we read 1 John chapter 1, verse 8, 1 John 1, 8, stay with me. It says, if we claim we have no sin, remember, last week we explained that Matthew 1, it says that Jesus came to save us from what? From sin. Right. So that is the purpose of the cross. Primary purpose. But not the complete purpose. We usually would stay there. But let's take that. If we claim that we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves. We are only deceiving ourselves, the scripture says, and not living in the truth. It says, but if we confess our sins, is faithful and just. Thank you. To forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. To cleanse us from all righteousness. So the, the word of God says that if we confess our sins, he is what? Come on, what are the two biggest attributes when it comes to this issue? Is what? Is faithful and is? Okay, so when we confess our sins, is what? Is faithful and is? Is just. So when we confess our sins, is faithful. I, I understand that bit. It's faithfulness to forgive us. Okay, I get that. Then it's faithful and just. And I, 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 I say, why just? It, it, I read it as faithful and just, but what I've experienced this now, guys, has been is faithful and merciful. To forgive me, to forgive us, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But that was not, that's not what the scripture says. The, the Bible does not say he's faithful and merciful. The Bible says he's faithful and just. In Hebrews 7, Jesus lives to make intercession. For us. So Jesus, Jesus consistently is, is, is our high priest before the Father and is pleading on our behalf. What is he pleading for? The fullness of sozo. This is why I died on the cross. And what, how is that important? Jesus is not pleading for mercy. Now, what we are saying is Jesus is pleading for justice. Jesus is not pleading for mercy. Jesus is not saying, oh, Father, you are faithful and you are merciful. Jesus is saying you are faithful and just. Why is, this, why, why, why is this important? This is important because it is unjust to punish the same sin twice. It is unjust. Hallelujah. So when we come 
before him and we embrace what he has for us. Okay, it's just as, as, as though you go to go home with your school fees and your mom pays the school fees. Then your, your dad gets another bill from the school with the same school fees. Then your dad pays the same school fees. What, what, what has happened there? It's unjust. Because what has been paid for should not be paid for again. So, so when the word of God is saying that when we confess our sins, is faithful and just. The justification that we have is because he had died on the cross of Calvary. Praise the name of the Lord. Because he had died on the cross of Calvary. So why don't we see the full spectrum of sozo in our lives? Why? Why don't we see the full spectrum in our lives? Why is it that some are saved, but they are not delivered? The same masquerade that has flogged their grandfather, is, that flogged their father, is the one that is flogging them. You know, there's this uh, <laughs> YouTube series that everybody's watching. <laughs> I've enjoyed it. Have you guys seen it? Okay. <laughs> when you get saved, what should happen is that masquerade that has flogged your great-grandfather, flogged your father, when it gets to you, it runs. Hallelujah. Listen. It's, you don't need any special deaths on the cross. You don't need a new sacrifice. Which is why I was saying I, I came from the path of justice. You don't need to come to God and say, oh, have mercy, this, this um, generational masquerade. No, you come to God and you say, have just, show justice. Because Jesus died for me. Hallelujah. Show justice because of sozo. Show justice. So why don't we see the full spectrum? The first reason we don't is because of ignorance. It's ignorance. We don't see the full spectrum of sozo. So we have someone that is genuinely saved, but not delivered. And they are going from one prayer house to another prayer house. They are praying one fire prayer to another prayer meeting to another. I mean, and nothing is shaking. Why? Because of ignorance. Ignorance spiritually is darkness. Until light comes. You see, I've, I've heard someone say, one um, child of God, man of God, I've heard him say something like, I can never be poor again. I can never, I, 
when I first heard it, I thought it was an arrogant statement, honestly, because I was like, hey, you got to calm down, you know, you know, this can happen. But, but, the more I got light, the more I began to see for myself that really, Femi, Jesus paid for my poverty on the cross. He became poor, and, and that poor, that word poor there means poor. So that I can be rich, and that word rich there means rich. <laughs> Praise God. Some people try to deceive us that rich there means spiritual uh, rich, riches. <laughs> nah, stop, they should stop giving excuses for their poverty. I began to actually see that, honestly, it's, I don't know, it, I mean, you know, I can't speak for anybody else. Honestly, it's not pride. It's revelation. There's a difference between pride and revelation. There was something that made David show up at the scene and say, this uncircumcised Philistine is going to come down. There was something that made David say that, that his brother Eliab saw that thing and said, you are such a proud little boy. Because Eliab didn't have revelation. They were both of the commonwealth of Israel. They both had the same Jehovah. If we are talking in the New Testament parlance, it is the same blood that was shed for them. But one saw Goliath and ran. And the other saw Goliath and saw Victory. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Ignorance is such a horrible thing. Horrible thing. So, I mean, I actually got to a place in God where I said, ah, I actually cannot be poor again. It's absolutely impossible. I, I know some people will hear this and say, oh, pastor is proud. <laughs> no, no, no. I pray you understand what I'm saying. It's absolutely impossible. And I can say, when I say stuff like, oh, I've heard people say, I cannot be sick again. Why you can say that? I can say that. But you see, it doesn't mean you will not have challenges. It doesn't mean you can't even have a, a headache. But you will, the life of God in you will swallow it up. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. The guys that are saying, I can never be poor again, doesn't mean he doesn't have a financial project that he's trusting God for. But you know, when ignorance, when light comes, ignorance flies out of the window. And when ignorance is out, freedom comes. Freedom comes. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians 4, verse 18. It says, they are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their heart. So hardness of heart brings about blindness, spiritual blindness, which brings about ignorance. So when folks hear the word of God and their hearts are hardened, they, they are ignorant and they are in darkness. And God is saying, until that is sorted out. We all know Hosea chapter 4 verse 6. Hosea 4 6 says that my people are destroyed 
for lack of knowledge. I mean, when I think about it, I'm saying, God did not even deny the people. God did not say, uh, deny them because they, they were ignorant. God said, my people, they are destroyed for lack of knowledge. You will not be destroyed because you will have knowledge in the mighty name of Jesus. So one major thing that keeps the reality of Sozo out of our lives is ignorance. Is ignorance. 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 Why should you be a Christian? Why should you be sleeping and something is pressing you down? It, sh- it should never happen. It should never happen. If you, if you come into light, you should never sleep and some force is able to molest you. It's absolutely, it's an insult. Praise the Lord. It, and, and that is what, the, it is the same package. Jesus, the, remember, to, 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 to explain this, I came from the point of justice and not mercy. Justice. So it is unjust to pay for the same sin twice. So it is justice we are looking at. So if it's in the package, then it belongs to you. Praise the name of the Lord. It's in the package, it belongs to you. Wholeness belongs to you. Freedom belongs to you. I know, I know. Proverbs 19, Proverbs 19, verse 2 says to us that enthusiasm without knowledge is no good. Haste makes mistakes. Haste makes mistakes. So what I want to challenge you to do is sit down with this word. Listen to it over and over and over. But the entrance of God's word will always bring light. Always. Until there's an entrance. So why don't we see the full spectrum of sozo? Number one is ignorance. 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 Number two, brokenness. Number three, faithlessness. But let's look at number two. Brokenness. The world is broken. The world is a broken place. The ideal situation of the Garden of Eden until Jesus comes. The spiritual enforcement of that is our constant battle on earth. The spiritual enforcement of that garden, of that experience, is our constant battle on earth. So because of the brokenness in the world, we use the analogy of generational stuff. So we have great-grandfathers doing things that affects fathers, that affects children. And that brokenness from grandfather, great-grandfather, to grandfather, to father, to 
Now the son is struggling. When we understand and come to this realization, we can stand and actually break it. It can end with you not touching you, praise the name of the Lord, and your generation downwards is free from it. Jeremiah 31. Jeremiah 31, I mean, beautiful scripture, verse 29. It says, in those days people will no longer say, the parents have eaten sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on the edge. So, in those days, you see, when you hear in those days in Jeremiah, in Isaiah, what days is he talking about? He's talking about the days of Christ. He's talking about in the days where we have the fullness of salvation. In the days where sozo will be available. So, why don't we see the full spectrum of sozo in people's lives? Because the generational wickedness or brokenness of the world is perpetrated in those lives. Sometimes it has nothing to do with you. For instance, because someone else is a reckless driver, the person can hit your brand new car. It, it, you, you don't have a curse on you, but someone else's problem, it's not, it's, you, you don't have to deal with it. That is how the world works. That's how the world is. And when those things happen, they hinder the full spectrum of, of sozo. But nevertheless, God's deliverance is sure. Praise the name of the Lord. Everyone that eats the sour grape, their teeth will be set on the edge. Not coming to you. So that's, that's the second reason we don't see the fullness. The third reason we don't see the fullness of sozo in our lives is faithlessness. 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 Hebrews 4 from verse 1, it says, God's promise of entering his rest still stands. So, so we ought to tremble with fear that some of you might fail to experience it. Now, look, look at that. The scripture is saying God's promise of entering his rest. What rest? What rest? The fullness that the salvation brings. Sozo. God's promise of entering the fullness of sozo still stands. Still stands. So we have to tremble with fear that some of you might fail to experience it. So it is possible. He was talking to, he's talking to believers. Hebrews, like we learned at Tribe, is a book written to believers that were Jews. And he's saying, We ought to tremble with fear that some of you may fail to enter and into it, to experience it. So it's possible to be saved and not enter into God's rest. It's possible to be a child of God 
are not enter into God's fullness. What will make you enter into it is what we are talking about today. Get rid of ignorance. See that the brokenness, you can triumph over it. And verse 2 says, For this good news, that God has prepared this rest. That's the good news. That God has prepared this rest. Has been announced to us just as it was announced to them. But it did them no good. Why? Because they didn't share the faith of those who listened to God. So it's possible to be in a place and you don't share the faith of the people in that place. So let's take finances for instance. People are getting into their finances early this year. Praise the name of the Lord. If you share the faith, you will come into it. If you don't, you wouldn't. The KJV puts it this way. It says, but the word preached did not profit them. Not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. They heard it. They couldn't enter into the rest. They couldn't enter into the fullness of sozo, if you will. Wholeness. Why? Because they say, well... Pastor don't start again. They tell us nice, nice things. Nice, nice things make me the hear. <laughs> and if you don't mix it, if you don't take it personally and mix it with faith, it's not going to work. That's what the Word of God says. Let me tell you one thing I do. I take God's Word very personally. Very, very personally. I realized a long time ago that Femi, it's only God you have. <laughs> if you realize that it's only God you have, half of your problem is solved. I realized very long time ago that it's only God you have. So you take this God very seriously. And this, the second half is if it's going to be, it is up to me. God is already on my side. If it's going to be, it's up to me. I'm the general of my life. So I don't, I hear God's word, I take it very personally. For instance, when he says, and these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. I actually see myself as though I'm the only one that God was talking about. That these blessings will come upon you for me and they will overtake you. In the name of Jesus. I take it very personally. I mix it with faith. I go home. I wrestle with it. I'm thinking, I'm wrestling, I'm, 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 I'm crunching. This word is mine. This word is mine. This word is mine. Don't listen to anyone that tells you that it doesn't matter if you prosper financially. Don't listen to them. You, because it matters. Praise the name of God. It matters to God that you do. 
And I pray that you will. But guess what? It's part of the wholeness. It's part of the wholeness that God is talking about. It's part of the wholeness. It's a full spectrum to save you, to keep you. You need to take it personally. God wants you kept to preserve you to deliver you from all kinds of peril. He wants to rescue you. He wants to set you free, to release you. What is holding you bound? God wants to release you, not because he just wants to do it, but because he's already done it. It would be unjust. You can't go to God and say to him, this is injustice. And it's not injustice because you are perfect. It's injustice because he is perfect. Praise the name of the Lord. Because many times when we talk about justice, we are scared because we're like, oh, don't let us talk about justice, Pastor. Let's talk about mercy. But when we come to the cross, when we come to appropriate the things that the cross asks for us. He is faithful and just. Not faithful and merciful. It's faithful and just. Why? Because it is injustice to punish sin twice. So that justice has to happen for me. He has come to redeem me, to Restore me. What have you lost in 2020? You will be restored in 2021. In the mighty name of Jesus. Even the things you don't know you have lost. You will be restored. He's faithful and just. To keep me safe and sound. He's faithful and just. To heal me and make me whole is faithful and just. So I'm praying for you today that brokenness will not stop your wholeness. You will look at the cross and you will say, Father, you, you, you are faithful and you are just. And because of that, the fullness of the cross is my portion. The fullness of the benefits of the cross is my portion. Because you are faithful and just. Faithlessness will be out of the window. Ignorance will be out of the window. Take a pass, I mean, take a portion. Let whatever area you trust in God for, take that portion of scriptures and stay there and stay there. Listen, I'm telling you what, I, what, I, what I've done, what I do. And stay there and stay there and stay there until it breaks. Because it will break. It will break. And is it faithlessness the same thing. 
Not mixing the word with faith. You have heard it. We've done our bit. We've preached it. We've taught it. We've presented it. It's now for you to receive it. Mix it with faith. Don't let it go until you see the fullness of it in your life. Enough of Christians that are bought with the blood of Jesus, the fullness of the blood of the Lamb, running from pillar to post for deliverance. It's an insult on Calvary. It's actually an insult on Calvary. I see you get up. I see you arise. I see you healed. I see you restored. I see you redeemed. I see you fully delivered. I see you prosperous. I see you whole. In the mighty name of Jesus.